and we're live train effective family welcome back everybody to the train effective podcast i'm hashir as always hope you guys are well hope you girls are well hope you all are training well taking care of yourselves taking care of your footy taking care of your mentals all the good stuff that we always should be taking care of um today as you can see the title and you'll have seen the title and how to improve your dribbling massively i want to get straight into it i don't want to waste any time let's get into it how to improve your dribbling massively now one way to improve your dribbling massively obviously is individual training we always talk about that you guys have seen the content on our social medias on the app everywhere anything you do guys if you train it you will improve um but then there are other things you can also do that might not be individual training that can also improve those aspects of your game. So dribbling, how I initially, when I first started playing, I trained my dribbling was by myself and just practicing by myself. But a really good way that was really natural and I wasn't even thinking back then, but it was improving my dribbling was, get this, pickup games. Yeah, playing with friends, playing with friends. But here's the key thing. I was playing with people that were better than me because I was a beginner. When I was a beginner, I was playing with people better than me. So if I'm here, and for those of you listening on Spotify, think of your hand in front of your chest. But the player, other players that I was playing with were up here. Think of your hand above your head. That disconnect, even if my friends weren't super amazing good, they were much better than me. So I had to get up to speed, get up to that level quick. And for example, if you're playing with your friends, your friends are much better than you. They're much better uh, in terms of defending and they know how you dribble or whatever. You're going to have to come up with ways to get away from them. You're going to have to come up with ways to avoid them, etc. It's just uh, pick up games in that sense. Now, you don't want to be playing pick up games with people that are like like low level pick up games because I feel like those might just hinder you. You can use your time better. Um, if you're playing with people better than you or the same level and it's high intensity and it's it's high intensity, that's the main thing, high intensity, good quality, um, I definitely suggest pick up games. And that is actually not one of the ways I was going to really talk about because what I like, the genesis of that idea is actually playing street football, playing in the street. Now, you guys like have probably all played FIFA. Uh, think about all the players that have, what's it called? Five-star skill moves. Yeah. So many of these players have backgrounds of playing in the street when they were young, playing in the street, playing futsal. Uh, Iniesta, who played for Barcelona, legend. He's credited playing in small courts, in futsal courts, playing futsal to how he plays now or how he played when he was in, pro in his prime in terms of his dribbling and being able to get out tight spaces, stuff like that. He credited playing in tight spaces and playing futsal and playing on those courts. And a lot of the Brazilian players that we see, the like just insane, like amazing dribbling skills. Also, background, playing in the street, playing all the time, always having a ball at their feet. This improves your dribbling massively. Think about how, like, if you can get an extra thousand touches a day, think about that. That's well, that's like 30,000 touches a month. But point is, playing in those tight spaces, playing in areas where you have to force yourself to get out of tight situations and be creative, that's the main thing, be creative, it's so valuable. And guys, something I have saw in the U.S. and still see when I was growing up is uh, a lot of 
a lot of how the infrastructure here in America is. You play at the complex that you have to play at if you play for that club. And if not, they kick you off or they turn the lights off or whatever. It might have changed now a little bit or it might be changing. I'm not completely sure, but I know around me it's not that different than from when I played. So that's a big thing. Or you have these complexes where you can, like, big fields and you can train, you can play with your friends, yes. Um, but there aren't really these local, down the street, walk down there, that's where they play a court on the, on the cement. There's not really so much of that here, yeah? In other countries, that's everywhere. Everyone's crazed, everyone's playing all the time, whatever. Here, what, what do we have? What do we have? Think about it. We have basketball courts. Lots of basketball courts. America is also a very good country in basketball. Probably the best basketball players in the world are in America. A lot of them do start out playing on the street. Street ball, they call it. On the basketball hoops. When I was young and I played basketball, I did the same thing. That's how I became good at basketball. I was just always playing. It was accessible to me right there. But a pitch wasn't. And I think younger players, they don't really think or like are creative enough. At least maybe not in America to like i don't know put down a few rocks and play soccer there they they just don't um at least where i am i can't speak for all of america but this is my general opinion so playing in the street that's a big one and i'm gonna go over a few questions guys that are in the comments so spotify listeners this is live on youtube so i do get questions um to improve dribbling do you need repetition of any drill uh yes so uh, Vertio GT. I think that's what your name is. That's that's the first thing I said. I think um, if you repeat uh, those individual training sessions with dribbling, you're going to improve your dribbling. But then you have to incorporate that in matches, yeah, in match situations and training situations. And that's where I. That's why I mentioned playing in the street, playing with friends. You get more experience doing those things that you're doing in your individual training in a group environment. So that's one way. Now, the other way to improve your dribbling massively, and this is actually, this requires those same partners, but do training sessions with your friends, with your mates, but do 2v3s, do 2v4s, do 3v3s in small spaces. Yeah, so take small goals or cones or bring them together. Not that big, not very big spaces. Do 2v2, 3v3. Uh, 4v4s, yeah, in small spaces. And you can even handicap it to make it more difficult. What does this force you to do, guys? Think about it for a sec. Obviously, you need to score on the other goal and you need to get past multiple players, right? But it kind of forces you in many situations to have to rely on yourself to get out of situations. Now, in matches, obviously, you're going to have teammates, yeah? You want to pass the ball. You don't want to be that player that's just trying to dribble through everybody. Um, if you can, that's great, but you don't want to do that all the time because you might lose the ball in good positions and it's or not good position in bad positions and it's not ideal. But playing 2v3, 2v4, sometimes you're gonna be cornered in, you're gonna have to beat a man or two, you're gonna have to beat somebody with their first touch. You're gonna have to get creative. It forces you, it puts pressure on you to really get the most out of your dribbling, get the most out of your creativity. And this type of training session is really, 
really, I can't stress how effective it is. And if you go on YouTube, you go on some of these big clubs as YouTubes, you'll see that a lot of stuff that they do do, that they, <laughs> that they do do, that they do in training is handicaps and small-sided games. So 2v3, 2v4, uh, 3v3. Um, they'll do rondos with two people in the middle uh, that are trying to get the ball, and then they have one neutral player in the middle. Stuff like that. It really mimics game situations. Yeah? Really mimics game situations. And if you can't, if you can't find uh, a couple friends or a couple teammates to do that with, uh, the final recommendation I have is something that I've done a lot in the past, which is get to an area or a space where you can be inside four walls. Yeah. So America, if you're between the ages of, I don't know, 13 and up, maybe, uh, depends on where you go, but 13 and up, you can go to your local gym. They might have a squash court or a racquetball court, which is enclosed. And you can just, my chair is squeaking. Uh, you can just go to uh, these squash courts and they have four walls. You're enclosed. You can do lots of quick passing off the wall, quick passing first touch here, boom, there, playing one touch, playing two touch, all these things. You can set up cones to make it harder. This type of stuff is really, really, really going to help you out in terms of playing quicker, in terms of moving the ball quick, quicker dribbling, quick touches, all that stuff. My big thing is individual training with dribbling is really good, and you'll really obviously learn how to move the ball around and manipulate the ball and all this and that. But the more you can get used to these situations where you're you're in a tight spot, you're in a tight space, you have to get out of one or two defenders, you have to maneuver all these things, the sooner you can do that, the sooner you can start learning that and putting yourself in that environment, guys, the more creative you're going to be, yeah? That's when that term comes in, flair, yeah? Flair, you know when people talk about flair. Um, our social media person, Claire, there's a rhyme. Our social media person, Claire, she's amazing. She put out a video recently on the Instagram, and if you haven't checked that out, check it out below. She put out an Instagram, uh, Instagram post with mentioning flair. And what scouts look for sometimes in in wingers or something like that. Flair. Being able to be creative. Being able to get past players. Stuff like this. Not just because of pace, but because you're skillful. All these things can be developed by, one, individual training. Yeah? Do the dribbling exercises in the app. In the Train Effective app. Do dribbling exercises that you make up on your own. Do dribbling exercises. Individual training. That's number one. Number two. Play in the street with your friends that are better than you. Yeah? Important. Small spaces. You have to learn how to get out of small spaces. You have to learn how to manage. Three. Play small-sided games with teammates or friends. 2v2. 2v3. 4v2. 3v4. 3v3. 4v4. Whatever it is with small-sided goals. These things, guys. They will improve your dribbling so, so, so much. Yeah. And the last thing I'll kind of leave you with is an example. Now, before I moved to England in 2017, um, I obviously played here for like a couple years and that. And I would do various individual trainings and team trainings and and whatnot. Uh, I did play a lot of pickup as well. That's a large part of how I learned how to play in the first stages. Like, you just have to kind of. <laughs> Like, you're just thrown in, right? Um, 
But once I moved to England, uh, I was at a certain level. And then we did start doing like lots of over there. We did lots of small sided games, lots of small sided games. So like 4v4, 3v3, 2v2, even 1v1s. 1v1s are a great, great way to improve your dribbling with small sided goals because you have to you have to beat your man. The simple of you have to beat your man. Um, and I can't stress enough intensity, full intensity. So we in England with Mo, uh, we would do lots of 2v2, 3v3, 4v4, stuff like this, right? Small-sided goals. And all of a sudden, I couldn't rely on one of my strengths as much, which was passing. I could do here and there. Like, I could, like, you know, like, pick out passes here and there and through balls and stuff like that. But a lot of times, it was just me versus defender, 1v1, or me versus two defenders. I'm closed in. How am I going to get out? Stuff like that. So that really, that's when I really started getting comfortable dribbling and, you know, focusing more on my first touch and having a directional first touch, all these things. So those are the things you need to focus on for dribbling. Um, the last few that I mentioned are kind, kind of like bonus points and steroids for dribbling. <laughs> so focus on those, uh, record them, track your progress, write notes on how you're doing. You'll see patterns. You'll see what you need to improve. And as always, guys, just if you need any tips, if you need any like one-on-one -on -one help, just DM me on Instagram at Hashirkan. My thing is below in the link below. Um, and yeah, that's all I got for you. I hope you guys stay training well. Hope you guys stay well in general. Take care of your mentals. Give yourself credit for how how far you've come, the work you're putting in. A lot of people might not give you credit when you're trying to do big, great things. Yeah. I think you're crazy, but I'm going to give you credit. I'm giving you credit right now. I'm going to give each one of you credit. Yeah, because you're probably tuned in here. You're probably tuned in. You might have been looking forward to this. You might have seen the thing on Instagram where you're coming. So I give you credit. You're one of that 1%. That 1%. That that is 0.01%. That's really ambitious and focused and giving your all for a dream that not many people can understand except for you. I can understand it because I was there. But you deserve credit. Lots of credit. Yeah? And I want you guys to be grateful for how far you've come. Don't be content. I'm not saying be content. But be grateful and understand the progress you've made. Understand where you were when you started and where you are now. And main thing, put in the work, guys and girls. Put in the work to keep going. Because oftentimes, like success and progress and improvement, all those things, it's not always like you mentioned, like you might have seen or you might imagine or you might see on Instagram with that professional player that's age 20 and he only has six Instagram posts and one of them is from childhood and the next one is from him playing at an academy. It's not like that. It's like, it's like you have peaks and valleys, all those things. So it's okay. You have time. Give yourself credit. Yeah, give yourself credit. I need you guys to give yourself credit. But don't stop working. Don't stop hustling. And, of course, don't stop being effective. Yeah? Keep training, guys. I will speak to you all soon. All the best. Take care.